Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show on a Friday right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Going up until 6.10 tonight, and then we got Red Sox baseball, Sox and Blue Jays from Toronto for the first time this year. Big four-game series. Breaking it down with us now is Brian Baird of WEEI and the Red Sox Radio Network, a guy we hear a lot on the Red Sox pregame show. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing better than the Red Sox. I'll yeah. say that, man. It's been a grind. It's been a struggle. And, man, it doesn't get easier because you play four games against this Blue Jays team that is rolling right now. And they got reinforcements at the trading deadline with Jose Barrios. And you're going to see him this weekend. So not a good time to be playing the Blue Jays, especially considering, as you mentioned, now we're going back to Toronto, where they haven't played in basically two seasons, and the crowd's going to be jacked up. I know it's not full capacity, if I'm correct on that, but still, the players are fired up to be back in their home stadium for once. So this is not a good time for the Red Sox. You know, I I held out. I squatted on the take that the Red Sox were going to finish fourth in the division, like, all the way through June. Like, I, I held on to that forever. And then I finally flipped and said, you know what? The Red Sox aren't going to finish in fourth. In fact, they may get the number one seed in the American League. And now, predictably, they've gone the other way since I switched my tune. My question is, though, is this just a stretch of bad baseball by the Sox, or were they never as good as they appeared to be for the first three and a half months? Well, maybe they weren't as good as the eight-game winning streak that they had, but I still think they're a really good team. I think the big concern now is what we're seeing is some of these guys that were actually pitching well to be in the season, they are what they are now. Like what we saw from our team as yesterday, that's pretty much what he's been his entire career. Now, from my perspective, yesterday was just completely unprofessional. I don't believe he should start again for the Red Sox. I mean, you go out there, you start the game, you throw a fastball middle, middle to Grossman. He hits a home run. Then you end your outing in the second inning by beaming Grossman. He doesn't deserve to start again. It's been a 10 game thing where his ERA has been over seven. Garrett Richards, I give him credit for trying to figure it out. And I do believe that his stuff he found this new changeup that plays like a yeah. sinker. I don't know where the hell he found it, but his stuff, from my perspective, can play out of the bullpen. So that's fine. But those guys are what they are. That's what they've been their entirety of their career. Now, the thing is, when you get Chris Sale back, now Tanner Houck's going to pitch over the weekend. This should be a different team. The important guys to me in the rotation are Eduardo Rodriguez, which he pitched really well the other day, and it's been an up-and-down seesaw battle for Erod this season. Nate Evaldi, who has been the rock of this pitching staff all season long, I don't know what happened to him against the Rays. So this game tonight is imperative that he puts up good numbers. And Pavetta essentially would be your fifth guy, right, with Hauken, with Sale coming back into the rotation. So I understand right now it looks really bad for the Sox, but you have those two guys coming back and Sale and with Hauk. And then when you look at the lineup, whether or not Schwarber can play first base, he's still going to help you in terms of, the guy hit 25 home runs this year. Like those aren't made up numbers. This stuff happened. The guy is a good hitter no matter what position he plays. And at some point you're going to get a Royal back. And that's the guy that concerns me. Like Alex Gore said he hasn't started baseball activities yet. And he had really been starting to hit the ball well after or prior to him going on the IL. Like from the beginning of July until he went on the IL, he had the best slugging percentage on the team. So those two bats and getting sale and how make this team back to what it was for the majority of the season. You know, so we, were about, we were talking about this yesterday. Do you think the trade deadline like and lack of action broke this team, or is it just unfortunate timing that the bad stretch coincides with around the trade deadline? Yeah, Brady, it's too tough for me to look at that and say it's not a coincidence, right? Because how do you explain it? They have one win since they didn't make a move at the trading deadline. And look, they're professionals. They should be able to bounce back and overcome the – 
president of baseball operations not, not doing something. I didn't see them going into a funk after they didn't get a Rizzo or not that they were going to get Barrios because the asking price was too big, but after they didn't get a high quality relief pitcher like a Daniel Hudson, instead they got two guys that have not thrown the ball particularly well this season. And we saw it yesterday with Robles. He was awful in that game. I didn't think that that would happen, but I don't understand, or I don't see how we can't make a connection, right? Clearly they're looking at the Yankees who got Rizzo, who's been incredible. Barrios had a great start for the Blue Jays. The Astros made a bunch of moves. The A's went out and got Marte. I think it does seem, from my perspective, there's part of this team looking at it like they do feel sorry for themselves right now. And unfortunately, this is just the reality of where you're at right now. And maybe it's Alex Cora's post-game speech yesterday to the media that gets him going because that's the first time we heard that type of tone from Alex Cora yesterday where he said, we got to be better. He said they look slow and ordinarily when the Red Sox are losing games, how many times have we had Alex Cora after the game go out to the podium or the Zoom call, whatever it is now, hmm. and essentially say, yeah, we're still a good baseball team. Yesterday, it's like, no, this has got to stop. So maybe that's what turns it around. And I do feel like from a leadership aspect, maybe Cora has to be that guy. For how many years was it Ortiz or Pedroia was the one that was calling everybody out. Maybe Bogarts can be that guy, but it felt like from what he did yesterday, Alex Gore, that wasn't just a message to the media. That was, he was speaking to his team. And look, he may have well done that right after the game. So, so I do think about that. There's no way around it. There's definitely some residue, if you will, of the non-move at the deadline. Brian Barrett, WEI Red Sox Radio Network. With us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM. You know, I was talking about this yesterday, too, with our part-timer, Jack, and he said, High and Bloom is trying to do the impossible. He says it's impossible to compete for the long-term and the short-term at the same time. I disagree with that. What do you think? Yeah, I understand where he's coming from, from the angle of it is difficult to do, but I would say the Dodgers have done it for years, where the Dodgers, yep. I remember years ago, they wanted to move, people wanted them to move Julio Arias at the deadline. He never did that, did Andrew Friedman, and they still ended up going to the NL Championship Series that year. You can look at a team like the Houston Astros, for example, where, and I know maybe they had a couple <laughs> of trash cans involved in the situation, but they, years ago, were rebuilding their organization. They were ahead of schedule. And they made a move for Justin Verlander at the second waiver deadline, if you will. Now, they didn't give up a ton to get Verlander, but they were able to add pieces. They added a Grinky of the world, and they still stayed competitive. And they've been a really good baseball team for what now, a six-year period. The Dodgers have basically been a juggernaut for the past five years. I get it, just one World Series, but they've played in three. They played in two other National League championships series so I believe you can do it and I don't look at these two teams in the division like I believe the Blue Jays are the most talented team just from top to bottom with that lineup with that pitching staff but I look at the Yankees I believe the Red Sox are a better baseball team than them, them from a talent angle same thing with the Tampa Bay Rays so I, I still believe the Red Sox can win the division they should still get a wild card and if you come out of this with just Schwarber and then you get Arroyo back from the injured list I'm fine with what Bloom did the deadline. I think the biggest issue is just the fact that everybody was set on Rizzo, whose numbers were not great this year in Chicago, by the way, and the fact that we don't, don't know if Schwarber can play this because it felt like for so many months people thought that they were going to get Rizzo. But I think you can do both. I mean, aren't the Red Sox in a way proven that right now? They're sitting yeah. a game and a half back at Tampa in the division, and look at what Bloom has done. He got arguably the best position player in the draft in Marcel Mayor Blaze Jordan, the kid they drafted in the third round yesterday or last year, sorry, in 2020, is completely tearing it up. We've seen the development of Tristan Cassis. Like, so he's rebuilding the farm system right now at the same time that the big league clubs performing at a high level. 
I'll get you out of here on this, Brian. Um, I had Mutt on in, back in May, um, and you know we hear Mutt on the pregame show. And we hear you on the pregame show a lot. I told Mutt this. I'll tell you the same thing. I love your guys' pregame show. It's so different than what else is around baseball. Usually the pregame show is just a giant infomercial for that night's game and for the team as a whole. But you guys have made it talk show style, and you're not afraid to, to go at the team and poke at the team, and I, I think that that's great. How do you guys have the freedom to, to go with the Red Sox like that? Because I think it's highly entertaining and informational at the same time. I appreciate that. Well, I think the Red Sox are really good about it too, right? They understand that what – they want to put out the best product, not just on the field, but on the radio and on the TV as well. Right. So, I mean, we can't go out there after like a game like today. Now I won't be on the pregame show today. I'll be on the pregame show tomorrow and on Sunday, but Mutt will be on tonight. Like Mutt can't go out there and in a straight face, go out there and say, Oh, the Red Sox are playing well. It looks good. Like he's <laughs> got to be able to have that ability to go after the team when they're not playing well. And quite frankly, I think a big part of this is Alex Cora. Alex Cora has thick skin. Alex Cora, basically, I think he enjoys the fact when people criticize his team, right? It kind of mm. feels that way where he said, oh, yeah. I mean, that was the mantra this whole offseason was Alex Cora essentially pointing out the fact that nobody thought his team was going to be good. So I think that they actually embrace the criticism and enjoy the criticism. But just to the point about the pregame show, we try. We have Alex Cora on every show, which is awesome because – not a lot of pregame shows have the manager on every day. And he's actually asked like legitimately real questions and he'll call out his players. Like he's not afraid to do that. So I think that's part of it. And the fact that right now the team's in a funk. So people want to get the real reaction. If you're giving them a fake reaction to what actually happened, it's just disingenuous on our behalf if we're going to do it that way. So, I mean, look, I, I don't think it's as scary now as everybody else does they're in a bad position there's no doubt about it but if you get a good start from Avaldi tonight and say you get a good start from Hulk tomorrow you're feeling a lot better about where the team's at but right now man it stinks and the numbers aren't good the offense has not been good basically for a month and a half and they got to get it going I mean this is this is tough to watch right now I mean that Martin Perez game yesterday I, I had difficulty getting through it I mean that was brutal to watch now luckily it was only an inning and a third but it didn't get much better from the bullpen well, the pregame show is awesome. We're going to have it on here in just a couple of minutes before we give way to Red Sox and Blue Jays in the first of four from the Rogers Center in a huge series for the Sox. Brian Barrett, WEI, and the Red Sox Radio Network. He'll be on the pregame show on Saturday and Sunday. And, Brian, we appreciate the time, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Brady. Appreciate it, man. Enjoyed it. Have a good one.